Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi everyone and thanks for joining me for episode number 50. That's right, we've made it to the 50th episode already and if you can't tell, yes, I am quite excited. Uh, And when I reflect on how far we've come, I'm still blown away by how many of you listen each and every week. And for those of you who joined us later on, I know that many of you binge listen, you're listening every single day. And um, I love how you're finding so much value in the messages, stories and guests on this podcast. And of course... I'm really grateful for the guests who've been incredibly generous in sharing their wisdom, insights, and time with us. And especially you listening right now, it means so much to me knowing that you choose to listen regularly. Even if you are just listening to this podcast because of today's special guest, thanks for taking the plunge. Uh, You know, if you enjoy today's chat and find meaning and value in it, there are plenty more that will connect with you just the same. So after listening to this, go back and check out some of the other ones that appeal to you. For all of you who have left a rating and a review, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing the love. It means so much to me to know of the value that you're finding in these podcast messages and stories. So again, thank you very much for all of you who have left a rating and a review. If you would like to go into the draw to win a $100 JB Hi-Fi voucher, sorry, this is only for the Australian listeners, but if you would like to go in that draw, make sure that you do jump on and leave a rating and a review in whichever podcast app you use to listen to this right now. Mention that you're listening for the 50th episode episode and um, also make sure you tag us in on Instagram and Facebook so at Dave Jorna J-O-R-N-A and at Do Love Better Podcast and also tag in today's very special guest who is at Commando Steve that's right Commando Steve joining us again today so he would also love to know uh, that you're listening to this and uh, the value that you're getting out of his uh, messages today too so make sure you tag him at Commando Steve, tag him in as well. Now, I have been really excited about bringing you this episode for a while now because to help celebrate uh, the Do Love Better podcast reaching 50 episodes, I thought it would be very fitting to invite Steve Willis back again. After all, his previous episode was the most downloaded of all of our episodes. If you enjoyed the last chat with Steve, you will love this one. He opens up and shares a lot about his experiences and personal growth from being on the Australian Survivor, Champions versus Contestants. He also takes a deep dive into fear, acceptance, vulnerability, authenticity, and much, much more. Make sure you do take a screenshot of this episode and post it in your Instagram stories or Facebook and tag me at Dave Jorner and at Do Love Better Podcast. And also remember to tag Steve Willis in there at Commando Steve. He would love to know the value that you're finding in his messages today. So now I hope you enjoy this chat with Steve Willis. Steve, thank you very much for joining us on what is our 50th episode of the Do Life Better podcast. Hey Dave, it's, uh, it's fantastic to be back. Thanks for uh, inviting me back. Oh no, you're welcome. Thanks for coming back. As as I mentioned just before we started recording, you are the only guest, apart from our resident psychologist, John Bledder, you are the only guest to come back on for a second time. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know your um, your last episode is the most download downloaded of all the other ones. And I did a poll on Instagram recently about you know which episode would you recommend to other people, and yours was the most highly ranked one of, of all of them. So Steve, again, it's a great pleasure to have you back. And I know that our listeners are really going to benefit from from what you share on this episode today. So again, thank you. Oh, thank you. And uh, and thank you to the listeners. I, I'm, I guess I'm grateful through the medium of my life and the experiences that, um, that I've had, that I'm having, that uh, I can kind of share and reflect on those things and um, and present a different perspective for people because ultimately that's all there is and um Mm. and that's what guides and and shapes you know our lives or individually moving forward but also collectively Mm. excellent thank you thank you and um i'd love to have a bit of a chat today about survivor and some other things and um like last night my wife and i were watching i think we're up to episode number eight 
now yeah. in Survivor. And that's the one yeah. where you got the gifts back yeah. um, from the family. And, you know, my wife and I, watching everyone else receive their gifts, we were fine, we were holding it together. And then when you received yours, we can't, uh, you, you brought us to tears. There's no other way to say it. You made me cry, Steve. Uh, thank you. And then I turned around and saw my wife. I'm trying to cover up the tears. Turned around and saw my wife and she was in, in tears as well. And um, I just want to, I firstly want to, I secondly want to ask you about what it meant to you yeah. to receive those, those gifts. But firstly, I want to thank you for your open vulnerability um, you know, obviously national TV, you must be highly aware that the cameras are right there in your face the whole time. Um, it must be easy and tempting sometimes for some of the people on the show to have a mask, to portray something a little bit different, a little bit more, I don't know, what they think would be more accepted by the audience. Um, yeah. But what I've noticed from observing you is a raw authenticity. Um, and in fact, just before we started recording this, I received a phone call from one of my team members, Rhiannon, who's also a massive Survivor fan and a big fan of yours. And she also wanted to pass on a thank you to you as well about just, again, your authenticity in terms of you know, what you spoke about on our last episode about letting go of the ego, being present for others. Um, you can really see that in who you've been so far on Survivor. Mm. So, so thank you for that. And again, thanks for bringing me to tears last night. Steve, <laughs> um, obviously, you know, when you, for anyone who hasn't watched it, there was a moment when you won the, um, the challenge. So all the, all the, all the champions received a prize from the family. And when you opened it up, you got some images, some pictures and things and some cards. And there was one from your son. And at the very bottom, there's some questions he had to answer. And it says yeah. something like, um, why is daddy so special? And his response was because I love him. Yeah. Did I get yeah, that right? It's, yeah, it's pretty much how he um, he answered the question. And, and I guess in the eyes of an adult and our thought processes, you know, he didn't really answer the question. Mm. Um, but, he, but he did in his own mind. And that's, uh, I guess, the beauty of children. They, uh, they, they speak from a place of their own understanding and they say it how it is. Um, in a rather raw way, but very truthful way, and then they stop. And uh, I think that's um, a lot can be learned from that because we do live in a day and age where we like to to meddle with words, and, and words are very powerful, and they influence people, and they also uh, they also destroy people if they're said. Um, I guess if the way in which they're they're formulated and put together, they can tear people down. And, you know, you kind of touched on that in getting to where we are right now in how people are conscious of their own perception or how they're going to be perceived by others, even through the medium of, of a television screen. So they put on that mask or that, uh, you know, that, that, that superficial realm of, of, of our existence. And I think I, for myself, have just gotten to a point where, to be as honest and truthful with myself first and foremost. Um, and I was presented with the opportunity to do survivor and I wanted to go on there and show people that it's okay to do things differently and just, and just be yourself. Now, how I go about being myself is, is a lot different to, to others. And, and through just this season, you see that, um, you know, there is the team of champions, there is the team of contenders. But again, I see that all as just the everyday kind of meddling of, of, uh, of life and how we like to draw our attention to the exciting and uh, the stuff that distracts us from what I believe is, is most important. And a lot of that is, is the mundane, is the is the gritty, you know, doing the boring things. And, and that's what Survivor threw at us, threw at us in, in oodles. Like there was so much of it. There was, we were void of all the distractions. There wasn't phones. There wasn't television. There wasn't a fridge that you could open if you are feeling a little vulnerable and you wanted to soothe your emotions with a bit of food. Mm. Um, there wasn't a tap that you could just turn on and get a drink. There wasn't any of those things. And then on the other side, there was 
the need to connect and to ensure that morale in the group um, was as best as possible, as 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 sound as possible, and that and that always differed depending on environmental factors and and collectively and how we performed as a team. There was those rudimentary mundane tasks of collecting firewood so that we could have a fire. We could have a fire to keep warm, but we could also have a fire so we could cook our food, our rice and our beans, and uh, you know anything else that we might catch, some little fish or or crabs. So all in all, it was a, an amazing experience, and there was there was a lot of experiences to be had if you are open-minded enough going into it to have those experiences. Whereas a lot of people I observed, and again, this is only my perspective, went in or go into a show like that focused on the show, focused mm, on the mm, game, mm, focused yeah. on just the exciting things that that Survivor um, promises. And then people become lazy or uh, – well, laziness can be born from ignorance too, but it's um, – they're not so concerned about their contribution and service to others and yeah. ensuring that we're on a, we're on a, a stable – we're in a stable position and we're on the front foot. And I think that's what we have seen on television to date is, is the reason why the champions have, uh, have triumphed in a lot of the challenges. Yes, we've lost some, but we've, we've won the majority um, because we're better prepared. Mm. We're, and, that, and sorry to cut you off, and, and not just myself, but there's a few others within the team who, who think and um, – and live their lives that way. So that that just unites us more. You can tell there is a very different mindset from from the start. And I loved. Um, I was also just catching up. I watched the, uh, most of the first episode last night as well. Just catching up. Mm. And um, I love how you kind of cut straight through the nonsense right at the start. Um, <laughs> when he just brought oh it, yeah, he just brought it right back down to what's really going on right now. There's all the the. Everyone is doing the showboating, trying to talk themselves up, trying to scare the other team. And you're like, you know what? We're all scared. We're all experiencing yeah. the same right now, regardless of the, the showboating and the big talk. We're all quite scared right now of what's going on. And you just that authenticity and the way you just kind of shot through it all and put everyone on the level playing field again. I thought that was really quite inspiring and showed, again, you know, a, a great deal of, of presence on your part and a clarity in terms of, who you are and what you're wanting to achieve on Survivor. Well, yeah, and that's, I guess, a lot of that comes from from experience and having done the things that I've done. And I can uh, truly thank the, the military in that sense in my younger years because there was a lot of stuff that we would do that scared the, the daylights out of you. And, um, you know, to do that job, there isn't a lot of people who uh, – who pass that selection process and then go on to, mm. to doing that role. So you think if that's a minority and in that setting people are scared, there's fear mm. and how they handle it, you know, fast forward that to the survivor scenario and as you just said, everyone kind of showboating and trying to make others feel inferior or, you know, a lot of it's all gameplay and we understand that because it helps you to potentially achieve a, uh, a psychological edge and, and then the physical edge when it comes to the participation piece. Mm. But um, the pre- as, yeah, the presence and clarity of mind of just what's going on inside of you at that point in time and rather than talking up a big game, just accepting that you're feeling a certain way, it, I think it helps you to potentially change the way in which you handle your emotions and even – I guess those emotions too that are born from a th- certain thought processes, mm-hmm. and 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 again, it's a game of survivor. But the game of survivor isn't too different to everyday life. It's just, it's a little more pressure cooker. But there's a lot of people in everyday life that are really feeling the pinch and feel like they're living in a pressure cooker, mm. and um, and the heat's constantly on. So, just realizing things are the way that they are. Okay, could I address? my perceptions and, and how I view things? Is it more is it more my thought forms that are creating the issue or is there something actually happening in the environment at this point in time that um, that can be affected, needs to be changed? Nice. And just with that too, there was that 
the challenge where you were in the water and I think this was the one where you started at different ends of oh, like a yeah. square and you had the weights mm. and you had to run around. And I think the um, one of the ladies from the other team, I think mm. she fell and um, because of that, your team caught them. And mm. even though she was in the other team, there was this really beautiful moment when you came up to her and said something like, don't believe your thoughts or... Uh, don't let don't let your thoughts to get the better of you. Yeah, that's yeah, it. and that's and because I could hear her saying a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was negativity. And um, unfortunately, that's just the way that that life rolls. There's people that have a greater physical capacity than others, and um, you know, you you might be in a team setting, and and you're the one that falls, or you don't have you know, the the aerobic capacity to um, to keep up with the others so you feel like you're the weak link and that and at the end of the day that's okay too but it's how we then treat one another in a setting like that you know because people are usually feeling bad enough for themselves let alone you know others then highlight or point the finger and say oh well you're you're no good you're weak you're this you're that and um i just wanted to take that opportunity to just just prop her up and, and help her realize that she gave her best on the day, and um, that's all you can ask. And I think what was even more powerful about that was the fact that she was in the other team. You know, like- yeah. I, well, hey, <laughs> well, it take for the champions and 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 to this point in the uh, the game of Survivor for us to to be where we are. We need another team to go up against, mm-hmm. and um, it could too easily be us on the back foot, um, as we've seen, and they've triumphed. And, and that is just the, the ebb and flow of life. Mm. It's, um, it is the way that it is. And uh, I guess a lot of us get quite upset and we get, you know, there's anger and there's agitation and all these other types of things. But I guess it's one thing that I've learned and just pondering on it is, is a lot of anger comes from wanting things to be a certain way and they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that is life. And to just kind of swallow that pill and accept the fact that it is where it is at that point in time and what you can do in, through exercising your choices in moving forward. But that, but that firstly needs acceptance. You need to accept, okay, this is where it's at. You know, what, what's something else that we can focus on, you know, as a team or if it's an individual type of thing to, um, to harness or bring out our best and, um, you know, or, or just on a daily level outside of you know the game of survivor uh just dealing with the uh the hand that you've been uh you've been dealt at that given mm, point mm. nice one thank you and earlier you mentioned about um your aim your purpose for being on survivor and the mm. messages that that you wanted to spread or um the change you wanted to create in, in who you were being and how authentic you were being on Survivor. So, um, mm. again, what, how would you sum that up? Your your goals, your aims, your mission, I suppose, have been on Survivor. How would you sum that up? This is going to sound quite uh, out there, I, I believe. I've, I've Well, not just Survivor, but life. And using Survivor, you know, because it is, it is a television show and the way in which you allow yourself to be portrayed is the message that's, um, that's, that's put across. Mm. And I didn't say this on survivor, but just through some of the reading and, you know, the meditation and, and, and reflection is what's the ultimate fear. And the ultimate fear is dying, isn't it? Mm. We're all scared of dying, but yep. we're not too, uh, comfortable in having a conversation around death. And it's a scary darn thought. It's a scary darn concept. Mm. So if we can actually have a conversation with ourselves, conversation with others, and be more gentle around it, and ra- rather than trying to suppress it and and ignore it and pretend that it's 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 not ever going to happen, um, helps us to then work through that fear and kind of walk hand in hand with it. And it helps us as humans to connect because it's something that's coming for all of us. Mm. <laughs> so for myself, yeah. for myself, I, I think, okay, so that's, 
that's inevitable at some point. Everything is impermanent. And although I might be scared or there's fear to do things and be as graceful as I can and as authentic as I can. And the little phrase of, you know, how do I want to live the rest of my life? And, and that is to die gracefully. So by being on Survivor, by being authentic, by working on um, being accepting and mm. being graceful, um, I, I suppose it was your mission, was your aim to help create a wider change out there in society so more people would be yes. the same? Well, yes, to, to give people permission to, to do things differently. You know, <laughs> hey, it's, it's quite a, a scary thing to um, – watch a television show and see and watch yourself back. I don't really like watching myself on television um, or even, and, or even listening to myself talk, but to watch it back actually brought a tear to my eye again, just seeing how I guess vulnerable I was in that, um, in that environment, in that setting. And, but my connection to my, to my children and, and to my family I guess means more to me than than suppressing it for the sake of coming across as you know some guy that's you know not affected by uh, mm. by being out on a in in, in a in the environment um, on a game and not seeing or, or talking to my family for I think at that stage it, it's it's been about twenty days or something almost three we- three weeks out there you know like it just yeah it touched me. I um, I miss them. I I love them dearly. Uh, you know, there's there's there was all of those things kind of rolling through my mind, and you know, there was maybe uh, you know to be to be honest, you know, a, 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 a certain feeling of of guilt being away from them and not talking to them, which just struck me when I you know saw their little faces on those you know the pictures and mm. uh, on those pieces of paper and you know, Jack's answers to, to some of his questions. And I was just like, wow, man, this just, it means so much more now sitting here, you know, in this, um, you know, I, I remember it sitting on the beach. I was sitting at the end on the left-hand side. We were sitting in like a, like a half circle and uh, I just allowed it to come. I didn't try and resist it. I just accepted that that's where I was. And then what you didn't see a lot of was the interview that I had after that, and you saw a little bit of it. You know, I was I was in tears, but mate, I was a I was a mess. I was a dead set mess. I I, I almost couldn't even console myself and um, and get any words out. Like I just had to sit there for for a while, all the time, knowing that there's a camera rolling, like you know. That could have been a whole episode across. in itself, yeah, just watching oh, you deal with that. Just, yeah, it's like almost unravel. But yeah, as I spoke about with you in that last, um, in the last podcast, that 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 acceptance and that surrender too, and creating space and just and just being, it was liberating. Mm, mm. And um, it takes courage and strength, actually, and I think more courage and strength yep. to allow yourself to be genuine than it does. Well, I don't even think it's courage and strength in the other way. It's just, it's, it's, it's fear that masks things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's where our interpretation of perspectives in society of, uh, you know, of men, especially, you know, oh, this big tough guy, this and that, there's nothing tough about that. Mm. That is fear. That is dead set fear driving people to the point that they need to put on a facade to portray to others to themselves that there's so- that there's something bigger and stronger than they are it's 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 i don't even know the word it's um it's there but uh, i don't i don't have it at this at this yeah. point in time and it's actually sad it is it is there's a phrase that i've been using a bit lately which is tox- toxic masculinity Mm. Um, just that idea of that false sense of being a man and, and what, what being masculine is all word. about. You know? And you know, it's all about I can't show emotion, I can't show fear, I can't show con- deep sense of connection, I can't be vulnerable. And I think it is that fear of you know, if I do show emotion, if I do cry, if I do show that my family and that means so much to me that it brings me to tears, will my tribe, will my friends, will they reject me? 
Because they don't show the fear. If I so they don't show the emotion. So if I show this emotion mm. now, will I be outcast? Will I be rejected? So I think it's as you said, it is easier to bottle up the emotion. It is easier to put on that that facade, that false sense of I've got this together, I'm strong. Um, that's easier because we want to stay with that group. We want we don't want to be rejected. So as you said, I think for me, there is that fear of if I be truly authentic, if I be truly vulnerable, if I let my raw emotions come out, will they reject me? So, you know, in terms of toxic masculinity, um, mm. just that falseness about we must be tough. We can't talk about emotions. We can't say, I love you to our family. Um, yeah. you know, we can't do that stuff. And what's been shown now, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this too, because... well. Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say what's been shown is it's actually really bad for health. It's bad yeah. for mental health. It's bad for physical health. It's bad for depression, a whole bunch of different things. Well, that inability to accept that part of our being, whether regardless of the gender, male or female, mm-hmm. puts us in a position where we project outwards and when then we utilize other things to comfort us, to anesthetize, to suppress because we don't we don't have an understanding of who we are we 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 haven't been shown from an early from an early age that it's okay to um to express ourselves and to connect with the way that we are feeling and then through that connection um how it gives rise to certain thought processes and then the emotions that are born you know out of thinking a certain way Mm. and um you know, how many people obviously get angry? And I, I was one of these people, um, you know, when I was younger for many years, you'd, you'd be getting angry and someone would be like, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. You know, it's like you're not even connected with your own anger. Mm. You don't even realize it's it's like this baton's been passed on to you from from your family or from, you know, some some environmental factor, your peers, whoever it might be, and, and you identify and attached to that so strongly that you think that that's who you are and you don't have to be that. Mm. And we become victims to our own suffering. We, we, we can't grasp or understand um, why we constantly feel a certain way. And that's because we don't even know who we are. We're disconnected. And if we're disconnected with ourselves, how can we have any meaningful or, or true connection with others? And it's, um, it is sad, you know, and and to use the word toxic and, and toxic masculinity, like it, it definitely helps to drive home the point. But I think the word toxic, even in people's minds, um, can induce greater levels of fear. Mm. Like I've I've been conscious lately, you know, with some of the work I'm doing and and you know health and well being, using the word fitness. Okay, it's quite it's quite an innocent word, but you you say it to someone to to even to people who. Who do train on a regular basis and um, and focus on you know their health and well-being? Fitness can have a negative connotation because it means hurt, it means pain, it means unrest. Um, you know, there's a whole plethora of thought processes that can be born from it. And um, to sit with it and have your own understanding, um, I think, is important because yeah, it's. Um, it's a collective energy too, you know. This this negative masculine. It's not just one male or exactly. or you know one person. You know, there's it, it, it's a it's a cultural thing. It's mm. a it's a it's a Western uh, society thing. Yep. You know, a lot of the, I believe the the Eastern cultures, the way in which men, um, I guess, handle themselves uh, and connect with others is is a lot different to how we do. Mm. What advice would you give someone if they were really struggling with this? What could they do? Oh gosh! Just to put yeah, the spot no, there, like it's, and, and I guess it's it's hard to give a a, a sweeping mm-hmm. kind of statement for people to all right do this one thing and it's going to help you because we're all at different points and and um, I guess accepting and surrendering to to what is right now in this present moment for yourself and understand that 
you have the opportunity to uh, to do things differently. And when we, even when we have a conversation around this, we see our hands, we see or feel our bodies, and we think that it's that action piece that we need to do things differently. Mm. It's in here. Mm. We can we can learn to feel. What is it that we're feeling? You know, we can observe ourselves and our thinking, and um, the and the way in which we uh, we react to given situations, and and understand that we actually have choices. We can rather than react, we can choose. You know, the you know, Buddhism talks about um, seeds, and you know, anger is a seed, jealousy is a seed, contempt is a seed. You know, everything is a seed. Joy is a seed. Happiness is a seed. Which seeds do we choose to water? Nice. So, and a lot of us tend to water the the seeds of anger, you know, the seeds of the seeds of fear and the like. And we are all responsible for our own joy and happiness. And that's something that I've been putting into practice with my meditation lately: is sitting there and you know, I feel joy. Uh, breathing in, I feel joy. Breathing out, I know joy is there. Breathing in, I feel joy in my hair. Breathing out, I smile to my hair, and I mm. go through my whole body. And I, and it's also a sign of respect. It's showing respect to your body and things that you do, we don't too often think about. You know, firstly with our breath, you know, and then things almost as insignificant as a hair. I, I breathe in, I, I feel joy in my eyes. Breathing out, I smile to my eyes. I'm grateful that that I've got eyes and I get to see every day and to take in all these wonderful experiences and, and the like, I, I breathe in, I, I, uh, I feel joy in my lungs, breathing out. I smile to my lungs, my heart, my, my legs, my feet that get to carry, that, that carry me. You know, there's all of this stuff that, that we can, uh, sit and just be with and be grateful for in the present moment. But first we need to accept and surrender to mm. what is and a lot of that is hard because we don't want things to be a lot of the time the way that they are yep but how they are for us right now is it is a pro it, it, it's it's uh it's cause and effect mm. it's things and how they're manifesting themselves or playing out it's like the ripening of fruit are um are because of the choices that we've made I watch, I watched something on uh, a little video by Thick Matt Hahn, who's a. I think I met. I'm not sure if I mentioned him last time. Yes. Yep. He's a, a Zen Buddhist master, and he was talking about emptiness. And Buddhists meditate on emptiness, and you're like emptiness, and they and they say that we're empty. And we hang on a second, empty. Well, that means if something's empty, it doesn't exist. But um, what they mean by emptiness is if you take us as humans, um, what are we empty of? We're empty of self. We are like a vessel. If you take any, mm-hmm. if you take any of our parts that, that you know the, the the that make up the sum, we are the sum of our parts. You remove any one of those parts, you you remove your father, well, you wouldn't exist. If you go down the line even further to your, one of your great great grandparents. If, if they weren't, didn't play a role, you wouldn't exist. And um, we wouldn't exist without the sunshine. We wouldn't exist without the nutrients. So we are empty of, of self, like I. You know, so we are essentially this vessel, and it's what we choose to put into the vessel that then makes us. It's all those choices. Now, when mm-hmm. we're young, when we're young, we're not conscious of this stuff. So... Our environmental factors, our parents, you know, the circles that we revolve in are kind of filling us with certain things and that becomes our story. We attach to that story. We identify so strongly with it that we think that that's who we are. And the scary thing is, is accepting, okay, this is where I'm at uh, and, um, and to affect some level of change that we can be different, but to be different is stepping into the unknown, that, that what comes with that is fear too and accepting that it's going to be fear and mm-hmm. how can mm-hmm. we do things different yep. it's it, it, it everything comes it, it, the, the polarity of life like we 
we need to accept that there are the opposites and through accepting the opposites, you know, one gives rise to, to the other. You know, through suffering, there's, 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 there's happiness, there's, there's beauty, but can we accept that fact? And then we realize, okay, life comes with a certain amount of suffering. I, I, I want to not induce any more unnecessary suffering. You know, the pain that I experience, um, you know, I live in the health and wellness kind of industry and revolve in that. How do I, um, how do I mitigate pain or unnecessary pain? But then there is pain that comes through like training, mm. but it, the, the byproduct of that is positive. It's not negative. But how do you go into inducing a certain level of pain in training if you're, if you're using thought processes and emotions that are negative anyway? So when that pain presents itself, it creates resistance and you attach to it because you're so focused on pain, but you're not even conscious that you are. Mm-hmm. So when, when it comes knocking and you start to feel it, it overwhelms you and there's fear and you stop. And a lot of people find themselves in that place every day and there's this, I should, I should, I should. And, um, and then when you don't meet that, I should, well, then there's the guilt and then there's just this perpetual cycle of more suffering. Mm-hmm. So true. Sorry, I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> yeah, no, you are. I, I get this, and I'm because I, I I love this stuff. What you're talking about right now about you know the empty vessel, what you put in is what you get out, and you create what comes next for you. You know, like things mm. happen in your life. Stuff happens. The polarity, the the really good and the really negative. Yeah. But you get to choose how you process it. You get to choose how you interpret it, and you get to choose how you step forward. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's all created by our values, our beliefs, our intelligence, um, the people we surround ourselves with and all of that. And you know, even just what you're saying now about fitness, you know, as the example, um, nice analogy using you know, fitness to talk about fear there. You know, when mm. you work out, you experience that pain, but on the other, mm. other end of that pain is a greater sense of well-being. Um, yeah. And when you're experiencing that suffering, you can focus on the suffering or something else. And like just recently, I finished my first marathon down the Gold Coast and um, there was a lot of suffering, there was a lot of pain mm. and I used the strength of gratitude um, to help me yep. get through that time and you know, because I get to choose, do I focus on the pain yep. or do I just allow it to be there but then yep. focus on something else which will empower me and move me forward and actually even just last night watching you with, with the challenge holding the bags above your head, the seven kilo bags, yeah. Lydia, she was like a statue. Oh. Yeah. Just that strength and even you know, yourself, just the, there seemed to be a different sense of presence between you, know, you and Lydia compared to many other people. And like, you spoke about breathe through your arms. Um, and you know, I'd imagine that you went to the place of, I don't know, mindfulness or something. I'd imagine Lydia did as well during that time. Yeah, like, if, well, for myself, it's, um, again, that, that pain starts to become overwhelming and mm. you become so attached to it. And it just it just grows and grows in your mind, and, and and a lot of the time it's it's it just is. But you can you can train yourself. You can um, learn that um, you can we can operate within a lot of this stuff. But that's accepting that, as you said, with the marathon. Okay, the pain's there. Yes, it's 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 a it's part and parcel of what it is that. I'm, um, I've chosen to do right now. Um, and rather than focus on it, acknowledge that it's there and then operate within it. Mm. And, and that's with so many other things too, with our feelings, with our thoughts, with our emotions, we can acknowledge that those things are there, accept that they're there, but then continue to operate within it. And that's back to where I was saying before that dying gracefully. You can you can be more gracious and and um, and kind and calm um, even in the most horrendous of conditions. Now, you look, for example, what just came to mind then is let's put ourselves out in a yacht in the Sydney to Hobart, mm. and you go out there for the first time in in the worst conditions that that the that Mother Nature could throw at you, and you probably think you're going to die. Now you take a seasoned veteran who's been out there time and time again, 
and they understand the conditions are bad, but they can be so graceful in the way in which they just handle their, themselves and the, their, their, their craft, their, bo- their boat and the like. It's, it's, mm. And that sense of calmness um, is, is contagious. Mm. Mm. People go, oh, wow. We, we, we don't have to be a frazzled mess. We can actually be a little more um, gracious in the way in which we go about things and, uh, and, and not be so reactive, be more responsive where a response is needed mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and continue on yep. within, within the storm. Yeah, and that for me, that was your presence on Survivor, what I've seen so far. Your presence there was definitely a sense of calm a sense of response, not reaction. And just the sense of being highly aware and aware of those around you and really present with the people around you. Um, You know, I don't know if I would have tried the whole... um, uh, shaving with fire. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Did you see, my, you see my eyes when <laughs> yeah. I looked at the camera? Because Matt's like, can you burn it off? And I was, I was like, really? I looked at the camera. I was just like, okay, we're going to have some fun with this. He wants me to do it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but just, you know, your sense of presence with your teammates, with the other team, um, and that sense of authenticity again. You know, I think it really did cut through the noise and just you know, some of the ego that you kind of see on these game shows. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. And I'd love to ask you, um, one question I would love to ask, but I can't, obviously, is who wins Survivor? Uh, <laughs> um, but we what... don't even know. Oh, really? No, no. So it, it gets down to the final two. Yeah. And then, um, and then the jury award wow. um, one of the final two, and that's the way that it's always been. So, you know, from the final 11 onwards... Uh, nine of those become the jury, right? And then, and then you're left with the final two, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the jury, the jury vote and award um, one of the final two, um, sole survivor. Wow! So then, and then whoever's awarded can obviously go on and say that I won, but it's not like it's not like it comes down to a challenge or anything like that. It's um, and that's what I think is so wonderful about the game is is your fate as one of those final two, if you get there, is in the hands of others. And, and dependent on how the jury and the people within the jury um, believe you played the game um, as, is, and as to whether they vote for you mm. I'm or very, they vote for, for your opponent. I'm very tempted to ask if you made it to the final two, but again, uh, I, I can't, can't say. do that. Yeah, I can't do that. But what, what I would love to ask you, though, is what was your biggest learning? Um, earlier you mentioned how and this might have been before we started recording how profound Survivor was for you yeah um, so in what way I know that um, you know, just being careful of time here as well yeah um, yeah no that's alright yeah so um, si- silence mm-hmm. so um, the game of Survivor had a number of elements or parts so there was the survival component there was the social component and, and the and the, and the collective as a team, and then, and then there was the game. Um, but other than that, there was no other distractions. So over the period of time, and I guess the longer that you're there, um, your mind starts to quieten. Mm. And for some, that mind quietening and the like can be overwhelming because they're projecting still. They're... they're, they're and I found myself at times in the same position. They're unable to accept that they are where they are right now at this point in time. And you could hear in the way in which they were talking about, oh, when I go home and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, you know, they're, they're looking to the future um, because they're, they're unable to just be and exist right here in, in the now. Mm. And, um, and through their physical actions too, a lot of them outside of the challenges would just lays around and i would find myself starting to do that at times as well and then i would think hang on a second what's one little thing that i can do right now that's going to to help myself and to help others that contribution go and collect go and collect some firewood go and fill the water bottles up um go and meditate go and do a bit of like yoga type movement because there wasn't really any other training that any of us wanted to do because the food was so limited that you just didn't have the energy. 
yeah, so that 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 silence and that um, just quietening the mind was was amazing. And um, oh, there was one other thing. Um, we spoke about it just before, and it was about it was around response. Mm-hmm. So, with that response was. I, I realized, and I've spoken to my kids about this, is opportunities present themselves. And when that opportunity presents itself, you have a choice. And that choice is, and for me, it was whether I responded or not. Now, the game of Survivor, like many television shows, is you know, the drama the drama sells, yes. It gets, it gets eyeballs to, to the screens. And uh, the more drama, the better. But I would, when when you're in the in the thick of it, you know, in the game of Survivor, and people are talking garbage, and they they're kind of blowing things up and making them more than making it more than it is. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, hang on a second, do I want to buy into this and and um, allow my hackles to get up and get a bit like agitated mm-hmm. about things, or this is an opportunity for me to see that that's just superficial stuff going on on the surface. And a lot of what they're saying is because they're scared and they're trying to deflect away from themselves and put the attention on someone else because we might be going to tribal council. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be a part of that. Grab the machete, go and collect firewood. <laughs> so <nah>, it was <laughs> nice. an opportunity. I tried, I didn't need to respond. I didn't yep. need to, to buy into the drama. Mm. And um, I think that's what a lot of us do on a daily basis too. We, we, we've taught ourselves our whole lives and, and society shows us um, that this is how we we should react, and you know we we get caught up in a lot of unnecessary drama, mm. and then when there's not drama with other people, we make drama for ourselves. Yep, yep. Just so we that our mind's we, not quiet. Yeah, we 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 just find it hard to just be quiet, mm. to sit there with ourselves, and to just feel what's going on with inside you, and to it's like just sitting outside on a beautiful day in a park. And feeling the wind and feeling the sun on you and, and, and all of those other elements, we can do the same with ourselves. You can just sit quietly on the floor in, in, a, in a chair and you can feel all of those things going on with inside. And, that, and that's beautiful because you connect with yourself. You then have a stronger and, and, and a more sound relationship with yourself and you start to realize it's actually more beneficial to be gentle. Yep. It's actually very nice to be gentle. And um, then you're going, well, being gentle with myself is one, is, is a start, but then to be gentle with others and, and to be gracious with others. Um, and you said it back at the start, you, like what you observed of myself was cutting through, you know, a lot of those superficial layers and, and just going, putting it out there. We're all scared. Mm. You know, just seeing that, like, what are the things, the commonalities amongst humans that, that we're all doing that can actually bring us together rather than the finger pointing and wearing things like a badge of honor. Mm. It's like, yeah, there's fear, there's wrong, and there's wrong perception and there's wrong view that induces unnecessary suffering. So let's try and get to the heart of things and, 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 and real truths, not wrong perception, you know, perceptions of things. Just because society says that that's the way that it goes – doesn't mean that it's right mm. and um and 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 nothing further needs to be said mm. and i think a lot of that comes down to our intuition and and our mind our mind creates justification where our intuition when certain things are said to us it's like a punch in the stomach it hurts because mm. we know intuitively that what we've just heard is true mm. and it's real it resonates with you it, it it's it permeates you but your mind is so fearful of it because you're not ready for it, that it creates justification and, and the like, and we try to we try to push it away, and then we distract ourselves with other things, and that's back to that whole toxic masculinity yep. type of thing. Because people just don't know themselves well enough, and they're not at a place where they're willing to accept that they are there. And how do we change? And and unfortunately, a lot of people are scared to to lead from the front. Um, they, they wait for the status quo to start to create the shift before they buy into it. Mm. And mm. Um, I would so rather true. be, I would rather be myself who I am right now, you know, out in nature, 
with no one else believing in what it is that that I believe in, um, because I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin and and a lot more gentle and and compassionate with myself than I've ever been, than try and fit into what we perceive are the norms of this day and age, with a lot of agitation and anger and contempt and jealousy and 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 just ruinous behaviour. Yep. And we so and we scratch and we scratch our heads wondering why our children are are, are growing up the way that they are. Mm. And just with that, I um, Thomas, speaking of children, <laughs> hello. Say so, hello, Dave. Hello, this is Axel. Is that Axel. right? Axel, yeah. How are you, Axel? Good to see you. How's Thomas, yeah. Axel? Thomas you just been good? watching? Yes. <laughs> he's he's never used a headphone before, so he's oh, like. Really? He's like, what is this thing? I'm listening to you talk, but it's coming through here. It's coming through there. Did you enjoy watching Thomas Axel? Yes. Excellent. That... But see how see how they are with their words? Yes. Like you just said it then too. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like he just he didn't feel he needed to elaborate. No. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um and Steve, if I can, just with that, like um again, just your ability to cut through the nonsense on Survivor and um in terms of you know ego and that type of thing as well, and I remember, it brings me back to at the very end of the last episode that we yeah. were on for. When I asked you what are you working on right now, you said firstly that you're working on yourself, and secondly yeah. you're working on your family. And yeah. There's good old Axel in the background as well, which is cool. Uh, and um, again, I think that was a true testament. You know, it's obviously that you have been working on yourself. Um, yeah. Just in terms of your groundedness, in terms of your awareness, while you're, you know, from what I observed anyway on Survivor. Mm-hmm. So, again, thanks for being that example. Um, no, no, no worries. And last time, as you know, I finished these episodes with uh, your definition of do life better and what that means to <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, last time, just to um, recap, last time you mentioned that it's for you, it's all about respect. I'm trying to read this, so I get it right. Yeah, it's respect yourself and what it means to be human. Uh, firstly, mm-hmm. in your thoughts and the way you perceive yourself, which will give you, which will give positive emotions. Secondly, yeah. nutrition, so eating as healthily as possible, but also not deny yourself of tasty things, which is really important. And mm-hmm. then, thirdly, exercise and your body and well being. So after your experience on Survivor and just in terms of your own growth, your definition mm. of do life better, has that changed or is it still pretty much the same for you? No, no, it, ha- it hasn't changed. But around the nutrition and the, uh, the exercise component, I, I found through Survivor and, and eating so little, you know, I lost, I'd say I lost about seven kilos, eight kilos. Oh, wow. You know, now I wouldn't recommend people eating as little as as we were on survivor but when you find yourself in a situation like that eating very little and you don't have the energy to do a lot it had me considering and and thinking about um, activity and our output and is a lot of what we do on a daily basis actually necessary like the energy that we expend and the things that we kind of shackle ourselves to and, 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 and then are responsible and accountable for, and then a lot of us don't want that responsibility and accountability, that we can't even accept that. And then the, the way, what we need to fuel ourselves with to be able to get out of bed each day and actually do those things. And I was thinking where we can quieten our mind and we can – accept what is and yes a lot of us have certain responsibilities but do we when when we we have this like awakening or this 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 mindfulness of of what's going on we can start to let go of a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. and then we don't actually need as much of anything we don't even need as much food mm. and um and that's that's beautiful too because sometimes you know we might out on survivor have only eaten two meals in a day and I'm talking a meal was half a coconut of rice. Wow. You know, maybe maybe we found a few crabs on the beach if we'd had the time or caught a few fish. You know, it, it wasn't much. But by gosh, you're looking forward to that cup of rice. And it was only a cup of rice. It wasn't some big, you know, four-course meal or any two-course meal. Mm. 
And the other thing is uh, the exercise. So because we weren't eating that much, um, there was an inability to, to really extend yourself and, and, and do anything more than the challenges. You could do some yoga-type movements, you know, some breathing exercises, and I, and I meditated every day. But in coming home, I was like, well, on Survivor, I didn't have any barbells or dumbbells or, or, or any of that stuff that we have in gyms nowadays. And through the marketing message, we say that we need to use to be fit, to be healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like, hang on a second, we're kidding ourselves again. Mm. Now, I thoroughly enjoy doing those things, and I've come back and I've, I'm, I'm lifting some weights and doing all that other stuff. But I also thought to myself, what are the most pure things that we can do with our bodies without anything? And that's that's like yoga. That's you know body weight calisthenics, push ups, sit ups, squats. You know, if you can find a tree branch, do some pull ups or something. You know, or make sure it's secure before you do it. <laughs> and if tree branches coming down on someone's head, Good but, you know, like a pull up bar or something like that. Yep. Um, and and. Um, to locomote ourselves, you can walk or you can run. And I've been running or trying to get a run in every second day. Mm. You know, and I started out when I got back because I was quite depleted. I was lucky to get half an hour in and, um, you know, getting that five, five to six kilometers out. And now in the time I've been home running every second day, you know, I'm up running like 12 Ks doing, uh, Nice. doing an hour just over an hour mm. and there's that consistency mm. it's the it's that it's that practice and that's something that's um back to that whole wrong perception and wrong view of things and and when asked the question around how do we affect change it's a daily practice nice. you've got to do you've got to do something every day if you need to address your thought processes and, and the way in which you identify with yourself, you need to sit and be with yourself and connect with your breath. Mm, mm. I, I, my, um, what is some of the stuff I've been doing? Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. Like you're actually observing yourself breathing in and breathing out, but how often do we do that? It just happens in the background automatically. But to sit and draw your attention to your breath and connect with it, because that's our life force. Mm. You know, so I, I know I'm breathing in. I know I'm breathing out. Breathing in. Um, uh, I've forgotten it now. Breathing. Yeah, there's and and it goes on, and you can just work with that whole breathing um, kind of awareness, which helps you to just create some stillness. Mm. Excellent. Thank you. And with the stillness. Last time you mentioned your challenge for the week was um, about finding more space in your day. Yeah, yeah. What would be your challenge for our listeners for this week? Well, more space in the day, but um, more space within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So back to that whole whole emptiness kind of analogy and um, thinking of ourselves as a vessel. And creating space within ourselves. You know, what are some of the things that we can let go of? And I'm not just talking in in a tangible sense that we can put in our hand or we can touch in our in our mind. Mm. You know, what is what are what are the things that we're thinking about unnecessarily um, that that fills the cup? Because once it's full, you don't have any more bandwidth. It's full. And and then when something's full, a lot of the time we're not even conscious that because it's full, we become irritated, we become mm-hmm. agitated by other things going on around us, yep. and we, we react to those things rather than respond. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, requires, that requires a lot of effort and, um, and, being, and being mindful as much as possible, you know, being, uh, being aware yeah, and it's it's challenging because you know take a workout and the pains on and the pain trains come and um, you know you start to question why am I doing this? Um, what's the benefit of it? And you know the goal that you may have written down or someone told you to write down and all that stuff doesn't mean squat 
in the middle of it. You mm-hmm. couldn't care less. Yep. You just want the workout to be over. Yep. Well, how can you create some space within yourself throughout that workout? And that is accepting what's going on. Okay, well, maybe I need to slow down a little bit and be a little more methodical rather than just focusing on output mm. and just going hard, going hard. You know, it's great to know your threshold and what you're capable of, but then let's work at 75% or 80% of our max consistently day in, day out. So you're giving yourself a 20% buffer and then you've got more space and room within you to do other things in your day. Mm. And that's what professional athletes, you know, with coaches and their teams have learned. All right, let's test. Let's take it to the nth degree. This, Let's take it to where... Um, this person's breaking down, they go beyond their VO2 max, you know, whatever it might be. Okay, we tested that. Now let's work at a percentage consistently day in, day out. We, we monitor the sleep, we monitor the, 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 the nutrition, the diet, food intake, the, you know, the output. And, and we build some parameters and a, and a, and a, and a prof, not a profile, but a structure to work within. And then we test it again. Mm-hmm. Is, there imp- is there improvement? Mm-hmm. Steve, thank you for that. No worries, um, I'm, I'm conscious that we've gone quite over time here. <laughs> oh, well, um, I just thought, yeah, no, right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on, Steve, and I feel like there's so many other things I could ask you about in terms of even just from Survivor itself, but also leadership. You know, like I feel like we could have a whole other chat about, because for me, you seem to be a great example of being a present leader, someone who leads from within, you know, not just from in front, not just look at me, but you know, the way that you built everybody up on your team. Um, I'd love to, you know, that's a whole nother discussion maybe for another time, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Steve, thank you for, again, your example. Um, you know, thank you for the way that, um, you know, the example you're giving of working on yourself, creating more space within, more space in your day, how you can be so much more present um, with people around you and how you can be that response and not that reaction. And when you can be a response, everything in your life, I believe anyway, is enhanced. And, you know, you've, um, since that first episode, you've inspired me personally to find more space in my day. And yeah. now to step up a notch, I'll be working really hard on <laughs> finding even more space within myself. I know that's one area that I desperately need to work on. So, Steve, thank you for the way you've been inspiring so many people through your vulnerability, your authenticity, your presence, um, and, and your wisdom. So, Steve, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you again. No, thanks, Dave. And thanks to all the listeners because, uh, you know, without uh, without the listeners and, and um, you know, their the things that they take from, from a podcast like yours, Dave, and the, and the people that you interview, it wouldn't exist mm. because there, would, there wouldn't be the demand. Mm. And um, I think the more that we, you know, we, myself, yourself, and, 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 and the listeners um, kind of grasp a greater understanding of ourselves, um, that energy and uh, that connection will, um, will only permeate into the status quo in society and, and we'll become more connected mm. and we'll, we will, um, you know, as the, the Buddhists say, the Buddhists say they've got a word called Sangha and Sangha in Sanskrit uh, defined in English means uh, community. And um, the more that we can share and, um, and shoulder each other's burdens and, um, and, and help each other to, um, to just be a little more gracious um you know, in taking the next steps. Mm. And thank you. And again, you've been an example of that right now too, just your generosity, not coming on just once, but on twice. You know, even with um, Axel in the background there, you know, taking care of him, watching Thomas the Tank Engine while we're still <laughs> interviewing. So thank you very much yeah, for all that stuff. Not a problem. Take care. Thank you. So there you have it, everyone. And please do remember Steve's challenge, which is to find more space within yourself this week. And again, thank you very much for joining me for episode number 50. Uh, Yes, I'm still excited about reaching this milestone. And please do remember to tag us in your Instagram stories um, or your Instagram posts or on Facebook at Dave Jorner, uh, at Commando Steve, and that Do Love Better podcast. So make sure you tag us in there so that you can be in the draw for the $100 JB Hi-Fi voucher. Again, be sure to leave a rating and a review that's your way of doing one big favor for me, actually. That really helps get these messages out to even more people just like you when you do leave a rating 
and a review. It does a lot of good out there for me uh, and for other people. It helps them find this podcast as well. So thank you very much for joining us today. Can't wait uh, to join you again next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think would benefit from these messages. And now it's time to get out there and do life better.